Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Five Fan. We're your host, Pete Hoffman. Follow me at the Hoff WFAN on Twitter. You can always catch me Monday through Friday with Tiki and Tierney on WFAN, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Also, if you guys are Mets fans, you can check me out on the Rico Bronia podcast with Evan Roberts. We are recapping UFC 283, Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira, and it is all over. There is a new light heavyweight champion. His name is Jamal Hill in what turned into be an incredible five-round decision over Glover Teixeira. And let's first start by tipping the cap to Glover Teixeira. He got, I mean, Jamal Hill made Glover Teixeira look old, look out. Uh, looked outclassed at times, just looked like a total beatdown, yet Teixeira withstood the damage. I mean, his eye, his face was jacked up, cuts on both eyes. Um, honestly, I thought they would stop the fight a couple times, even between rounds, I thought they were going to stop the fight, and, and he was good. He was with it. Um, so, respect to Glover Teixeira, who's one of the best in the game, a class act through and through, uh, former champ, no longer champ, um, obviously no longer champ, but um, just a good guy, good representation of MMA community, and again, put every ounce of effort into this fight. Now, you got to listen, we've seen Glover Teixeira years ago get knocked out by Rumble Johnson, and I'm like, okay, I don't know where... Teixeira is going to go from there. He's older. He just got knocked out by Rumble Johnson. From that, he built a career, went, got back up, built up the rankings, won a championship, lost a championship, was able to fight for another championship. I don't know where Glover Teixeira goes from here. I don't know if it's, you know, at his age. It is, it is tough. You look at the Randy Couture's of the world. You look at um, the Chuck Liddell's of the world. You just see the D- Daniel Cormier's of the world. It, it does start to wear in you a little bit more. He's 43 years old. He's not getting younger. So I don't know how much we'll see of Glover Teixeira going forward. We, you know, we'll, we'll get to another legend that we won't see coming back uh, anymore for the UFC. He's a great competitor. Again, that was an incredible fight. It went five rounds. 
Jamal Hill, again, I thought the fight should have been over a little bit sooner. But you would think Glover Teixeira is on the end of his career, maybe one or two fights left, if that. And you just have to recognize, recognize how good of a fighter he is, how he built his way back up, and you have to just tip the cap to Glover Teixeira. But on to Jamal Hill, which really should be, you know, you got a, an amazing fashion. He really just did dismantle Glover Teixeira. And he, he's had his ups and downs in his career, too. We saw him, again, Paul Craig, lost to Paul Craig. But since then, he's now on a four-fight win streak. And surprisingly, this this fight should have stopped a couple times. I know that they said that, you know, uh, Jamal Hill tipped, again, said that, you know, Glover was with it. The ref was it was in there. You got to block Glover. You got to respond, and he kept on responding. He kept on blocking again. The ref, the 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 one of the doctors came in and did the eye test and all that stuff, and he was with it. But my God, he got a beat down. Jamal Hill looked really good and towards the end of that, the the last round. You know, Glover took him down, and maybe he gave a little bit of control because for four rounds he was just at one point in time. Glover's on his back in the fourth round, and Jamal's beating him so bad. Glover's face is so bloody; it's like in a crime scene. It's like, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't go any further in a movie. You know, it would be the throw the towel in or whatever the case is. And Jamal still like you. You saw him like the trepidation of, do I keep punching him in the face over and over and over? The guy's done, and you know. I think it was Goddard. I think he could, he could have stopped it then. Um, I know that, you know, he he was talking to Glover the whole time. Gave him the benefit of the doubt. Again, former champ, you do that. But Jamal Hill just looked amazing. I mean, the head kicks, everything. He was he was touching Glover Teixeira with everything. And he was landing flush. And there were times where I'm like, I don't know how Glover's still standing. And then eventually got to the ground. And then when he was still on the ground, I'm like, how is he still breathing? (laughs) Because it was that bad. Um, But, again, Jamal Hill now has a tough challenge because he's 31 years old. He's well-deserved. You know, this weight class is interesting. You had Blahovitz and Ankalov go for that, you know, uh, draw, that split draw that, the fans and the you know and UFC hated. So does he get one of those in his next fight? Is there somebody else they're thinking about? Johnny Walker looked really freaking good today. We'll get into all that stuff as well. Who will now challenge Jamal Hill for that first light heavyweight fight? It, you know, it really would have been nice to see John Jones still floating around because I think Jamal like yeah I'm always looking like who would fight John Jones to give him a tough challenge. I don't know just if Jamal Hill could, but I would have liked to see that fight. I always wanted to see the John, Johnny Walker fight. The Walker went downhill real quick. He may be back. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit down the road because I want to touch on the Devison Figueredo, Brandon Moreno fight, which Brandon Moreno is victorious. It's a TKO victory. Uh, after the third round, they stopped the fight. 
Davidson Figueredo could not see anymore out of his right eye. But it was due to a punch. It was not due to a poke. He got lit up. And I know there's going to be some bitter fans because this was the fourth fight. First fight was a draw. The second fight went to Moreno. Third fight went to Figueredo. And now this fight goes to Moreno, but it's Dr. Stoppage. And some people think that it, his eye was poked, and that's what caused the, the, the stoppage. And if we see a fifth fight, like you should just throw away the flyweight division at this point in time. If you, and Davis and Figueredo, at the end of the fight, says he's going to take off his gloves, going to go up, into the, up in a weight class, go to bantamweight, which is great. But if somehow they think it's a good idea whether it's in the flyweight, whether it's a bantamweight, whatever it is, to make a fifth fight down the road or whatever, they don't just throw the throw the division away. Because at this point in time, you can't stall anymore. There has to be some movement. Pantoja's a good op- opponent, especially versus Brandon Moreno. We've talked about that before. That seems like a great fight. Kaikara France is another guy that I would love to see get another get a title shot as well. You know, Cody Garbrandt, maybe he has that opportunity to go back down again. Um, but I want to see something else in this flyweight division. You can't. Davis and Figueredo, Brandon Moreno, it's good four fights. Let's move on. End of story. Now, uh, again, it's nothing to, to slight either of them. They're both great fighters, but we do not need to see the uh, part five. Let's put it that way. Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Gilbert Burns was dominant. You know, Neil Magny's one of those guys who's really underrated. He's been dominating opponents in an underrated fashion. So I expected there to be a little bit more of a difficulty for Gilbert Burns, but he came, he walked in so easily. He got Neil Magny down. Uh, it, it, it just, he made it look like what Gilbert Burns was going into the Kamaru Usman fight, the hype that was around it, which I never really bought into. That's what we saw today. That's what we saw out of Gilbert Burns. What we saw out of Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny is what the hype was, which got him the fight versus Kamara Usman, which was great to see. Uh, I'm not sure if that means he's next on a chopping block for the welterweight division, but that definitely cuts Neil Magny off, unfortunately, for him. Just was not one of his nights. You know, was not was not a great night for him. Only was able to throw 11 strikes. The takedown from Gilbert Burns basically was 99 after that. Had the submission attempt, and and Magny just couldn't stop it, prevent it, and that was it was done. Uh, women's flyweight division, Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. It's it's so weird because Lauren Murphy, and I tweeted this out, has looked so good, so dominant in the flyweight division. Except for Valentina Shevchenko, and that makes sense because Shevchenko is just the best. But you go see Jessica Andrade, who, in the strawweight division, so this is 10 pounds lighter, in the strawweight division, you've seen her have her ups and downs. You've seen her dismantle a Claudia Gadella. You've seen her dismantle a Rose Namajunas. You saw her uh, get KO'd by Wally Zhang. But 
You saw her. Now she's been up and down in her career too with the weight classes too. So I I do have to justify that too because I've she went to she was in bantamweight. She had fights in bantamweight. Actually, a ton of fights actually. Um, she went to strawweight. She did rather well. She lost to Yuana Jacek. and that's that was weird. Like it was so weird because Claudia Gadella fought Yuana Jacek the best up until Rose Namunas fought. The best fight version of Jacek, and then Jessica Andrade beat the living hell out of Claudia Godella. I'm like, this person's different. But Tisha Torres in that fight versus Jessica Andrade was able to withstand a lot of stuff. She did get KO Karolina Kovalkiewicz. I get that. Um, and then followed with the Jessica and uh, the Rose Namajunas fight. But the Wally Zhang, you know, she has really tough opponents. She went up and fought with the vision, and she's made it look rather easy. Um, so she's a very interesting fighter. She's very interesting to me because you see the the ability to to go up in weight class, to go down in weight class. To go, I mean, she's basically hit everything: straw weight, flyweight, bantamweight. She's a strong, tough cookie, and she made Lauren Murphy. Hey, Laura Murphy, like I said, is just a really good technical fighter, tactical approach, never really um, is in, she's in some, to some bangers, but she herself never seems like she's in over her head and she's always in control. And this fight, she just could not do anything to Jessica Andrade. And Andrade just basically dis- dismantled her in every single which way possible. It was just, uh, it was rather impressive. 0 for 15 were the takedown attempts for Lauren Murphy. 0 for 15. Jessica Andrade's the beast. Do you give her another title fight soon with Shevchenko? Obviously, the Shevchenko's got one coming up. Is there a rematch in the future? Maybe. Again, I'm still saying that Shevchenko's going to defend her belt. And then the next fight for her got to be Amanda Nunes again, that that three-peat, that, th- that, that third fight. I think she could take Amanda Nunes, especially that Amanda Nunes has shown up recently. Again, the, the Amanda Nunes that lost to Jessica Pena could definitely lose to Valentina Shevchenko. If, she, if Shevchenko's on, the, on her best day and Nunes is not, Shevchenko could definitely win that fight. That being said, though, Andrade, I could see her eventually getting a title fight again. She looked dominant. She really did. But the best fight, the best finish, not of the night, but of the main event, had to be the Johnny Walker-Paul Craig. Now, I, I believe I picked Paul Craig. I just, Walker's been so inconsistent. Um, I love his. I loved his hype when he was coming up, but he just didn't seem like he was the same fighter. Just didn't seem like he had the same edge. And you've seen him again, even though he submitted Iwan Kudalaba recently. You saw the knockout of Jamal Hill over him. You saw the split decision, the decision over uh, that loss to Tiago Santos. We've seen the 
uh, the Nikita Krylov fight decision they lost to, the, the knockout of Corey Anderson or Corey Anderson to him. So we've seen Johnny Walker, at, you know, so up and down recently. And Paul Craig is this notorious guy who will take a punch, and even if he is damaged, he'll go to a, a, some sort of submission attempt, and he'll find a way to do it no matter his damage. And that's pretty much how this happened. The, the, the fight literally went the way you would expect. Well, Johnny Walker had some good strikes on him, landed some good punches, and I forgot the the was it a hook or a, something connected with Craig that made him go for the leg of Johnny Walker. And in doing so, Johnny Walker just finished the fight in a way that you've I've never seen it with just straight punches and hammer fists to Paul Craig where he just was huddled against Walker's leg, could never get a submission, and eventually just was out. And Johnny Walker was just teeing away on his head. And it was was pretty freaking impressive to see Johnny Walker do that. We know how powerful he is. We know what type of damage he is. But we also know how, how badass Paul Craig is. To not be able to withstand that, and the hammer fish just coming straight down, it was nasty. Um, so Paul, Paul uh, Johnny Walker with an amazing finish over Paul Craig, which that was surprising because the fight went the way I expected it to go. Walker connects somewhere. Paul Craig goes for a submission attempt. I'd expect there to be the takedown followed by a Paul Craig submission, even if he's on his back. Instead, it was just Johnny Walker just going off and a stoppage from there. Prelims, and this is what we were saying, like I, I tip my cap to, to Glover, and this is the hardest part about the MMA world. We've seen so many amazing fighters with careers that last for a long time, and they get further and further into their career, and they think that it's never going to end or or they think they got one more fight in them or whatever the case is. We've seen Frankie Edgar not too long ago. Um, and now Mauricio Hua, he goes in there and Poteria just, you know, you, I I, I knew that, that Shogun didn't have a lot left. We knew that because he's had some really rough fights recently and you, it, you wanted him to basically like hang him up sooner than that. But he fought his way back. Uh, I know he hasn't been as so active in the past few years, but he's been active enough. 2020 had two fights. He had uh, didn't skip 2021, and then he had the, the loss to OSP last year. You didn't need to see him come back again. Didn't need to see him against the young gun. And you didn't need to see him take the damage. And that's what happened. And again, a great career for, for Mauricio Shogunhua. But that's just not how you want to see these guys go out. And it's disappointing. And now we've seen multiple fighters stay a little too long. And especially, Joe Rogan said it a long time ago. And I always take it to heart. And I always watch the fighter who walks into the fight 
It's their last fight. This is going to be their last fight. And I see, I've seen too much now recently that they get demolished because he, Rogan said, if you go into the cage not fully committed, that means not not thinking that it's going to be your last fight. Not thinking that it's going to be, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore, so that's why I got to call quits or whatever. If there's any thought of anything less than I want a championship and I'm going to try to do my best to find a way to win this fight and go to the next step and go to the next step, if there's just trying to get to the last fight to walk away, then you probably should walk should have walked away already. So... In that sense, I didn't need to see this. There's other guys I don't need to see fight anymore. That's why I look at Chloe Glover. Listen, now that was a crazy fight. It was a great fight. It was a crazy fight. But Glover took a lot of damage there. And I don't want to see it. Now, compared to that, the Yuri Prashaka fight, I don't need to see Glover get beat up anymore. And that's what Jamal Hill did. Now, Glover came back. He landed his own shots. Didn't get knocked out, but was close to it. And sometimes there, there were some moments that were just, it felt too, it felt, not, I don't want to say uncomfortable, because I never get too uncomfortable watching, because I, I respect the fighter. I understand that there is that, that bounce back to him, that second wind at times. But the Shogun, when he walked in there, you just got that feeling of like, I just, I don't want to see him get hurt. And uh, he did, unfortunately. Uh, you, in the middleweight division before that, the the crazy knockout of Bruno Ferreira versus Robocop Gregory Rodriguez. And another guy, Gregory Rodriguez, who you thought was just not, not invincible, but he's been so dominant. The fighters that he's fought and beat up, beat and won, it's been very impressive. So to see him go out like that on a shield was crazy. Uh, Bruno Ferreira, incredible knockout. Should win some knockout of the night if they if he. It depends on how many he might could get one. Obviously, Johnny Walker should definitely get one. I don't know if Burns will get one. Fight of the night will probably go to Teixeira and Jamal Hill. Uh, but the, but Bruno Ferreira should be up there as some sort of way. They, it's great. I don't know how they pick these because there's so many fighters that deserve it. And we'll go, even in the early prelims, we'll go through it too. Crazy, crazy knockouts. Um, lightweight Tiago Moises versus Mel Quazel Costa. Decent fight. Moises won by submission. You figured that was going to happen eventually. The Bond from Brothers, they uh, they had themselves a a night submission by Gabriel Bond from over Manor Lazez. That's okay. It was a good fight. Um, the Jolton Ameda fight, KO over Abdur Kamiv, was pretty awesome. Cody Stamen, uh decision. Ismail Bond from this is the this was the. Knock it out of the night over Terrence McKinney. And I, I felt it. I thought McKinney was getting touched up a little bit. And it it looked like he was either tiring out, but he was getting worn out by the the strikes of Ishmael Bonfim. 
And so when he got need and he went down like a sack, it was surprising. But I felt like he was getting touched up the whole fight and he wasn't all there when he got that that strike. But the knee by Bonvim over Terrence McKinney was was ridiculous. And it's crazy because you look at the fights again. You go back to Terrence McKinney's history. He's had some up and downs. All finishes. I mean, that's the, the, the McKinney, you don't want to miss his fights because they all finish. It's all finishes. Whether, you know, Drew Dober, the Faris Zahim submission, uh, he submitted Eric Gonzalez. That's always a finish. Matt Favola. And it's just amazing, though, because McKinney beat Favola. I'd love to see now Favola versus Bonfim. And I bet Favola will find a way to beat Bonfim. And you sit there and say, there's no real good MMA math. It just doesn't exist. So, uh, but that's definitely the, the, the knockout of the night. And Terrence McKinney, I hope he bounces back because I think he's got a really good career ahead of him. That was just a sick. You, you just got to, it's one of those things where it's a dangerous sport to just tip the hat and say, well, I got to give you, you got me. You got me good. But that's what it was, and that's what you had to do. Uh, and then the other prelims were pretty good. Daniel Marcus, uh, first, a uh, second round TKO. The second fight of the night, by the way, Jose Nunez versus Zara Fonda Santos was ridiculous. I, for, I I forgot that Santos is how tall is she? She is five eight, and Nunez, I mean, geez, is she five two? So there's six inch difference, and the Santos came out firing. And looked like she was going to beat up Nunez. And Nunez was like a minus 550 favorite, a 450, something like that. It was ridiculous how I think she was one of the higher favorites on the card. Dos Santos looked like she, she was going to win, beat the crap out of her. She was. And the last two rounds, though, she withstood it. And you just see this little short girl just, just land some haymakers, land some shots, get in control of the, of the fight. And she won. And it was great. It was a really good fight. Um, they probably won't win a bet bonus, but they should because that was awesome. And then Nicholas Dalby over uh, Worley Alves. Good fight. Went both ways. I didn't know um, which way they were going to go. So I'll, that, it was a good fight. But overall, really great card. Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill. Fantastic. If you didn't see it, you got to go check that fight out. It was pretty, pretty amazing. And maybe I'm wrong. I thought they could have stopped it a couple times over. But... In the end, you still, as Jamal Hill said, Glover Teixeira is a, a warrior beast, able to withstand all that punishment and still stand up and uh, and be with it. it was crazy. Um, all right, we'll be back more with uh, with another podcast of the Five Fam with Peter Hoffman. You can always follow me at the Hop WFAN. If you listen to this right now, as after I just recorded it and I posted it, uh, I have a show 4 a.m. to 7:30 a.m. Sunday morning. Because I'm following the Giants' loss over the Philadelphia Eagles, which was terrible. So if you're around, you want to check me out, I might be live right now on air. Otherwise, I'll be back Monday to Friday with Tiki and Tierney, the Rico Bronier podcast, you can hear me. And I'll have another preview fight for uh, Lewis, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. There's no fights next weekend, um, unfortunately. But we'll have two weekends from now the Lewis Spivak fight. And I'm sure there was a ton of like breaking news that took place uh, over the weekend or going into Friday. I think I mentioned some of it, but I'll add some more to it for, for next week, for next podcast, come up for next preview. Um, 
But we'll have more again. Thank you for listening to The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.